0: listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast. To learn more about Northwest, including our gathering time, visit us at nwcbc.org. Today's speaker will be Pastor Stephen Yi. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, What a blessing it is to be here with all of you today, gathered together, worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, I tell you, I've told you this before, and I'll tell you this again. uh, Sunday is a highlight of my week, to come to be with all of you and and to, to focus in on God's word, to remember God's provision and his goodness, and to remember the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that you're here today. And thankful for those of you that are joining us uh, online as well. Uh, We are concluding our our current study uh, today, talking and and looking into God's word and finding God's purpose for our lives. God's purpose for you and for me. And we've gone through eight weeks looking in to see what God has to say and what God's will is, what his plan for us is. And, And I pray that you would look back uh, at the previous weeks, look back at your outlines, look back at the Scripture, God's Word, and the Scripture passages that we have studied, that you would respond to how God is leading you, that you would take that next step to live out God's purpose for you. Not just know about it, but live it out. And, and it brings us to our topic this morning. And, and this morning we're talking, of, well, I want to ask you this question. You don't have to answer it out loud but but I want you to think about it. And the question is this. Does church membership really matter? Does it matter that you identify and commit and, and are a member of a local church? Does it really matter? I want you to know uh, just growing up in the church being a Christian for almost 40 years, being a pastor as well, uh, I've heard all the answers, all kinds of different answers to this question. I've heard answers that say, Pastor Steve, it doesn't matter if you're a member of a local church. All that matters is that I believe in Jesus and I put my faith in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And that's between me and God. I've heard that answer. I've heard the answer is, yes, you have to be a member of a local church or else you are not a Christian. I've heard that answer. And I've heard all the answers in between. But what's important for us to think about and to realize, whenever we have questions about life, whenever we have questions about God, we need to look and see what he says. And we need to check our perspective, our ideas, our opinions, and our understandings. We need to check it with God's word and to see if that's what he says. Does church membership really matter? I want to share some statistics with you. As I was studying for for today, uh, I came upon these. And it's really interesting to look at some of the statistics coming out of of, of the COVID pandemic or whatever you want to call it, just coming out of that time as we uh, first heard about COVID and dealt with COVID and are still dealing with COVID, but to look at some of the statistics related to church attendance. And I'm not talking about just here at Northwest, but but, uh, if you look at this first one. All right by September 2021, one, one study found this. 98% of churches had returned to in-person worship services, according to Lifeway. Yet here, look at that second part. Yet the same study found that it, the average pastor saw 73% of their church members in person on Sunday mornings. 73%. Some of us might be saying, wow, that's great, 73%. That's really good. Uh, but I'm sure most of us here say 73% bad. All right, that's a C. That's, that's like failing, right? No, it's, it's not failing or passing it. But 73% what happened <laughs> to the rest of our church members on Sunday morning? Look at this next slide. Now, you can't see that. <laughs> but uh, it, it, this is an image, and I put it up there. But uh, it says, roughly one in five Americans... typically attend services monthly. Now this is anyone who attends any type of religious service once a month. Okay? At least once a month. Roughly one in five Americans who typically attend services monthly have participated virtually but not in person in the last month. And and this was taken in 2022 uh, in March. And so here was the overall finding and calculation. If you look at that first bar there, it says all U.S. adults, 14% have attended in person and watched and watched online or on TV. 13, 13% only attended in person. 16% only watched online or on TV. Look at that gray part. 57% of the adults surveyed in this study did not attend in person or watch online or on TV when previously they would at least attend once a month. Now, whether these numbers are perfectly accurate, that's not the point. The point is, there is a great number of people not gathering together as a local body, as a local gathering, worshiping God and encouraging one another and studying God's word together. There is a problem and it's nothing new, right? We, we know this, right? Being a part of this world, this broken world, our world is broken because of sin, then it sh- we should understand that the majority of the world is not going to have a desire to worship God. A majority of the world is not going to have a desire to gather together, to share their lives with one another, and to, to focus in on God's word, and encouraging one another to live it out, and, and to stand firm upon it. But I, I look at this, this last statistic, if you go to the next slide. Another study found that the average Southern Baptist, this is Southern, did you know Northwest Chinese Baptist Church? We are a Southern Baptist church. All right? The average Southern Baptist church has 233 members as part of their membership, with only 70 attending on Sunday morning. Let's see, how many people are in here right now? Let's see, if I look at the attendance uh, as the welcome and the ushers recorded every week, it's about 100 people in here on average for the English worship service. But see, this statistic found that the average church, Southern Baptist Church, has 233 members with only 70 of those members attending. And so we're doing pretty well. We don't need to study this anymore. We're doing great. But did you know our, 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 <laughs> our membership role here at this church, do you know what the total number of people that are on our membership role? It's probably well over 500 people. Well over 600 probably. See, regardless of the numbers, There there is something here that we need to look at. There is some kind of disconnect. And and, and yeah, we're talking about church membership. And the church membership, Pastor Steve, it doesn't mean that that I come to church every Sunday. No, no, it, it, it doesn't. That's not the definition of what it means to be a member. But I think when we look at some of these attendance numbers, it tells us something about what we believe about church membership. And I think there is a misunderstanding and there's a disconnect, and and that's why I felt led to, to look into God's Word and to talk about this very subject as we talk about what God's purpose is for our lives. See, I don't know all the reasons why people don't attend in person on Sundays, but I want us to look at what God teaches us about the church about the body of Christ when we look at Scripture. And I want you to, to invite you to open your Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians, the letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it's just one verse that, that, that I want us, well, if we can remember this verse today, please remember this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. And before I read it, you've probably already read it, but please allow me, please pray with me. Right now. Heavenly Father, God, we praise you. You are God Almighty. You the creator of the heavens and the earth. God, you are the author and perfecter of our faith. God, you are the one that gave everything. You gave your one and only son so that we might be forgiven of our sins. When we, by your grace, put our faith in your son, Jesus Christ, and we confess Jesus Christ as Lord. God, thank you for saving us. Thank you for making us new in Jesus Thank you for giving us new life and thank you for giving us life eternal with you. We know, God, that that it's not because of anything that we are or anything that we have done that you chose to sacrifice your son. It's only because of your unconditional love. It's only because of your grace giving us what we don't deserve. It's only because of your great mercy not withholding your wrath upon us and sending your son to pay the price. God, That's the only reason why we can have hope. That's the only reason why we can be saved. So God, I give you thanks. Thank you also, God, for your word, the truth, your very words to each one of us. I pray, God, that as we look to your word today, that you would help us to recognize how you created us to be members of a local church. You, God, designed for us to be members of a church. And yes, God, you created us to be members of of your body, universal, but also, God, to be members of a a local body. God, help us to understand your will, your word today. And God, I pray that uh, you would renew our minds and change our hearts this morning. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 says, Paul writes, Now you are Christ's body, and individually members of it. All right, let's look at that again. Now you are Christ's body. Now, using an illustration here, right? You are Christ's body, but individually, and individually members of it. So as, as followers of Jesus, Paul is saying this, and of course this is from God, as followers of Jesus, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, when we confess Jesus as Lord, right? Based off of last week, we know, right? When we put our faith in Jesus, we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, not only are we saved from our sin, right? But we are also changed. Okay, salvation and conversion. And so, and also, as we are changed and made new and given new life, we, are, we have also been adopted into God's family. So we are part of of god's family and another word for that is the church and another word for the church is the body of christ and so god gives us this illustration of a body and you think of it all of us everyone how many of you have a body okay you don't have to raise your hand ron i got you you got a body you're here i see that seat you're you're taking up all right every one of us has a physical body but let that be an example to us every time we look at ourselves in the mirror every day to, be, to remember that we are Christ's body. But I want you to know this. You are not Christ's body by yourself. You are a part of Christ's body. But when we come together, we are the body of Christ. And yes, the church universal is the body of Christ. But individually, you are members. You are parts of that body. This is what the Apostle Paul writes. So I want to make sure that all of us understand that God planned for the local church to be central to the life of His people. God planned for the local church. And and I want you to know this, dear brother and sister, dear friend this is not a ploy or a marketing scheme. For you to become a member here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. Don't mix that up. My desire is that we would grow as people who are obedient to God's word. That we would grow as faithful followers of Jesus. And if you do not become a member here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. I pray that you would find a Bible teaching and a Bible believing church. To join and become a member of. And if it's not here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, I pray that it is somewhere else. Please understand me and what I'm saying and, and my intention. My intention is that we grow to live out God's purpose for us. My intention is that we would grow to live in obedience to God's word and to know that now in Christ you are Christ's body and individually members of it. And I want you to know that God planned for the local church to be central to the life of his people. Commitment and membership to the local church is how God intends for us to live out our faith and experience the love of Jesus Christ. Commitment and membership to the local church. This is how God intends for us to live out our faith. And some of you, when I say that, you might be thinking, What? I have to be here in the church building all the time to live out my faith? And I will tell you, No, you've misunderstood it. And that's why we're talking about it and looking into God's Word today. Being a part of the church and living out your faith within the church does not mean in the physical building, because who is the church? What is the church? the people of God, you and me. We are the church. And yes, we say, are you going to church today? We still refer to the building as church, and that's okay to do that, but we must have the understanding that the church is not a building. The church is the people of God. God's family, the body of Christ. So church membership, dear friend, dear brother and sister, church membership does matter. It's not just about being on some list. It's not about joining the club. It's not just about reaping the benefits of all that Northwest Chinese Baptist Church has to offer. No, membership does matter. It matters to God, and it should matter to every single follower of Jesus Christ. And so the natural question is, what is church membership? And here's a definition that, that I appreciate as I was studying this week uh, by Pastor Jonathan Lehman, who uh, is a pastor at a church in, in Washington, D.C., Southern Baptist Church, okay? Uh, but here's the definition, and it's there on your outline. You don't have to write it down, uh, but it's there on your outline. And it's here on the screen. And just remember, uh, dear friends, if you miss anything that was said or you want to hear it again, uh, you can always just call me up, and I'll preach this again to you over the phone. Or uh, Facetime? No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Um, but I'll refer you to our website and to YouTube. You can you can scroll through the message and find that part that you missed or that you wanted to hear again and, and listen to it again. So if you ever miss anything, but uh, you can always ask me questions. Um, but here's the definition that Pastor Jonathan Lehman gives for church membership, and I want you to, to look at this. I'm going to read it out loud. Church membership is a formal relationship between a church and a Christian characterized by the church's affirmation and oversight of a Christian's discipleship and the Christian's submission to living out his or her discipleship in the care of the church. Now, when when you look at that, do you see some some words stick out to me when I read that? It's It's a relationship between the body, the local group of believers, and you, the Christian, as part of that body. It's a relationship characterized by what the church all of us together the church's affirmation and oversight affirmation is encouragement and support okay what is oversight okay yes it is kind of monitoring and overseeing but it's characterized by a church's affirmation and oversight of a Christian's discipleship what is discipleship discipleship is following your master and who is our master as the church Jesus And so as we seek to follow Jesus, as the church, it's our responsibility, God-given responsibility, to look out for one another. And we're going to get into that more as, as we move on. But that's what this definition is referring to. It's a relationship between church and Christian characterized by the church's affirmation and oversight of a Christian's discipleship. And the Christian's submission to living out his or her discipleship and the care of the church. We're called to care for one another. We share a bond like no other in Jesus Christ. You do matter. I've said this before when we were talking about God's purpose for us. You matter, not just to God, but to me and to the rest of your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so when you are not here, yes, when you're not here on Sunday, we miss you and you are missed. And it's not just to... uh, Feeling gushy, kind of missing you. Even though, yes, I do miss you with all of my feelings. I miss you when you're not here. But more so, we miss you contributing and doing your part. And I'm not talking about that you have to be a teacher or you have to serve in the children's ministry or you have to be some kind of teacher or or help with the ushering committee or the welcoming committee. Yes, that would be great, and I want to encourage you to do that. But there's so much more that you bring I miss hearing about what God is doing in your life. We miss that we can encourage each other and pray for one another. We miss that we, we miss uh, helping each other refocus on the mission of God. When you are not here, you are missed. Church membership is a relationship. And there's responsibility and there's commitment and there's affirmation and it is meaningful. And those are all the answers to the blanks in your outline. See, church membership is, is vitally important. And it involves how we live as a community in Christ. It's vitally important to how we love and serve and worship God as a community. And see, yes, it does include Sunday morning. Sunday morning. It, I, I say it's the highlight of one of the highlights of my week. It is true. Because when else do I get to see most of my brothers and sisters in Christ? It's on Sunday. I wish we could all live together. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's a little crazy. But I, I wish that we could see each other more often. But that's the beauty of the body of Christ. That's part of the beauty, is that we have a common focus. We, sh- we have the same God. And we understand, and we're looking at God's word, and we're all living on mission with God for his glory, living with purpose, living out his God-given purpose for us. So I want to share you four, four truths about church membership this morning. And the first truth is this. Church membership means commitment. All right, you can write that down. Church membership means commitment. Pastor Steve, You're starting to sound pretty legalistic right now. You're asking me to commit. That sounds a little bit much. Do you not know how busy I am? Do you not know that I'm a parent and have children? Do you not know I have a job? I'm not like you, Pastor Steve. Well, I have a job, too. And I have children. and, And I have responsibilities. And I'm busy, too. Yes, I'm saying that God says... That church membership means commitment. Look at God's word here in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 through 25. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Talking about Jesus. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Look at this passage. Look at the encouragement here. Look at the realities and the truths that are being presented here in this small passage. Let us hold unswervingly. Do not divert left or right Stay on the path. Do not depart. Do not stop. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess in who? Jesus Christ. As those who have been redeemed, those who have been saved, those who have eternal life, those who have been made new. Remember the gospel, the good news, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. In he who is promised and who is faithful. Let us remember who we are and what we've been given in Jesus Christ. Verse 24, let us consider how. So let us think about, let us plan for, let us prioritize. Let's consider how we may spur one another on. What does it mean to spur somebody? It just means poke at them like this. No, it doesn't mean that. Encourage. How can we encourage one another? How can we support one another? Kind of. How can we push one another? Toward what? Toward love and good deeds. Oh, well, what does it mean to love? Well, we know what love is when we look at Jesus. When we look at the Word of God, we, we know God demonstrated His love to us in this way: that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's what it means to love. Love is the love of God is unconditional. It's it's never ending. And and, and Jesus commands us to love one another. He commands the church, you and I, brother and sister. He commands us to love one another just like he loves us. So spur one another on, encourage one another, push one another toward love and good deeds. What are good deeds? Well, good deeds are the things that God has prepared in advance for us to do. Good deeds are are the the actions that we take in living in in obedience to God's word. Remember Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, where it's by grace, through faith, that you have been saved. And it's not of yourselves, it's it's a gift of God, so that no one may boast. And what's that second part? For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he has prepared in advance for us to do. You are created to do good things. And the good things that God created you to do are all outlined in his word. Okay? And yes, it doesn't say specifically you're going to go talk to Bob and then you're going to go talk to Mary and then you're going to go share Jesus with them and they're going to put their faith in Christ. But it tells you It gives you a guideline. It gives you promises to stand firm upon. It gives you commands that that you know that if God has called you to do these things, he's given you everything you need to do them. Like go and make disciples and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching people to obey everything that Jesus has commanded. Brother and sister, church membership means commitment. We commit because we love Jesus and we love his people. You cannot love Jesus and not love the church. You cannot love Jesus without loving the church. I want you to remember that. I want you to think about that, brother and sister. Remember, I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about the believers, the people. You cannot love Jesus without loving God's people? And I want you to think about that. It's easy for us to say that. And you say, obviously, Pastor Steve, I know that. I can't love God without loving his people because obviously Jesus commands us to love one another just like he loves us. But now I want you to think about, are you living in obedience to that one command to love one another? And when Jesus commanded his disciples, he's talking about believers. Do we love one another like Jesus loved us? How can I love you if I never talk to you? How can I love you if I never see you? How can I love you if I don't care what God says and I don't care to live it out and I don't prioritize it and I don't plan and I don't incorporate habits in my life that will help me to live out The commands of Jesus and to fulfill my commitment and responsibility to you we commit because we love Christ and his people we join we become members of the church we join a local church so that people will hear and see the greatness of God so that mature disciples of Jesus are made so that people are saved and lives are changed as we live in obedience right to the great commandment and the great commission Uh, I am guilty of this, I confess. I am guilty at times of living as if membership of the church is meaningless. And, and, And as I look back at even just my years of being a pastor, I missed out on so many opportunities to help people and help my other brothers and sisters in Christ understand how God created us to be members of a church. There were at times, I confess, that I treated church membership as just going through, jumping through a lot of hoops so that you can be put on the list at Northwest. And some of us may think like that right now. And I want you to know that that's not the case. That's not what God says, and that's not what I'm looking at here when I see that, that we are the body of Christ, and each one of us is individually is a member of it not when I look at this passage and and we are to consider how to spur one another on towards love and good deeds and not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And I want you to know this was not just a cultural thing and this was not just a historical event that was taking place where, hey, well, some people couldn't show up and and so uh, the the writer here is just kind of speaking to them. No, this is for us today. There are some today that have given up the habit of meeting together and in doing so, We are sinning against God. And again, this is not a ploy to make you feel guilty about not showing up here on Sunday. No, we need to consider what it means to not stop meeting together and seeing how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds. But start with Sunday. I encourage you, dear brother and sister, if you've made a habit of not meeting together, start with Sunday. Set aside one hour. Start with one hour on Sunday. I've heard so many people say, Pastor D, I'm too busy to come to church. But then in following weeks, I asked them, Oh, what'd you do last weekend? Nothing. What? You just told me you're too. No, I didn't say it. <laughs> but it, it, there's a disconnect, and it 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 it's just it breaks my heart. How? Little we view our role, our responsibility, our commitment to the body of Christ. You see, I know that uh, there are some people that are not able to be here physically, and for for many reasons. I understand that and I resonate with that, and, and I know that. That that's a part of the reality of this life. That some people are not physically able to be here or to physically participate because of certain situations or conditions. I know that to be very true. But I also know that to be very few. There are very few people that really cannot physically participate. But more so the reason is there are very many people that choose not to physically participate. And brothers and sisters, I just want to be completely transparent and honest with you. As, as I'm thinking about this, I really think that this thing that I'm going to share right now has been really a barrier, uh, specifically coming out of this pandemic and this whole situation with covid I know it's real and I know people have died because of COVID and, and, and I pray that those people knew the Lord and I pray that, that nobody else dies because of COVID and I, from any other situation or disease or, or condition, but there are many of us who are completely able to come and be active and participate in the local body yet choose not to. And, and there's all kinds of reasons, whether it be busyness whether it be convenience or whether it be comfort. I remember when we first started our live stream, you know, during COVID and uh, talking with some brothers and sisters, they're like, Steve, it is kind of nice to sit at home and just turn on the the computer or the TV and just watch online in my pajamas while I'm eating breakfast. I have to admit, Steve, it's kind of nice to do that. Nobody's looking at me. I don't have to worry about anything. I can relax at home and worship the Lord I said wow yeah that's true that it's kind of nice to just sit in your pajamas and eat while you're listening to the music and and, and the sermon and then take a nap you know whenever you or, or pray really deeply you know throughout throughout the <laughs> the sermon but no it, To me, it also just rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, yeah, it feels good to sit at home and to be comfortable. But I really believe that these are one of the biggest uh, temptations that have come as we have transitioned out of the pandemic. There's busyness, there's convenience, there's comfort. Whatever your reason is, I don't know, dear friend, dear brother and sister. But but one negative thing that has come out of the, the pandemic is this. There are many of us who have made an idol of self-preservation. In the name of self-preservation, I cannot come and participate in church. I do not want, and I understand that I'm not knocking anybody, but I want us to really think about this. Has our desire to, to save our physical lives here on earth overcome everything else that God has said to us and commanded us? There are those who have idolized self-preservation over surrender to the Lord. But yet, we still work and go to work. We still visit with family and friends. Well, obviously, I'm not going to stop seeing my family. I'm not going to stop working, Pastor Steve. I just can't come to church. I'm just trying to be safe. You know, I had one. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not going to stay on this too much or give too many examples, but I had one brother and sister, I, I, one brother in Christ I, I saw at a, at a restaurant as my family and I were having dinner and I saw them at the same restaurant. I said, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. They don't, you know, they're not members of this church, another church. Hey, have you been going to church? No. Oh, I've just really been trying to, to be careful, you know, with COVID. Yet there's this restaurant that I was at that was packed full of people. And then after I said goodbye, he's like, oh, I'm with that group over there. None of them had masks on. They were all sitting out in the open with crowds of people bunched up together. Yet the reason was, oh, you know, I'm just trying to be real careful. Now, this message is not about COVID, but it's about us thinking about what does it mean to be a member of the local church? And what does it mean that God created us to commit to the local church? Have we made idols of comfort and safety and convenience? Oh, Pastor Steve, I'm just so busy. I don't know if I can take time to drive. You know, It's easier for me to just turn on the TV and listen. We've made idols of self-preservation, of safety, of comfort and convenience. And today's the day that we need to turn from our sin and turn back to God and take his word seriously. Now, is this a legalistic thing like, oh, Pastor Steve, you just want me to come here every week. It's so legalistic. That's not what I mean. But if God has created you as as a part of the body and each part of the body is important and I need you just as you need me, then what's holding us back from meeting together? Brother and sister, I want you to know that commitment and participation in the local body is part of God's plan for your life. God is calling each one of us to commit as members of his body today. If not here at Northwest, then somewhere else. Secondly, church membership means responsibility. Responsibility, the practice of church membership among Christians occurs when Christians grasp hold of each other in responsibility and in love. How many of you really don't care about your responsibilities at your job, at work? How many of you can just disregard all your responsibilities at work? I don't see one hand. Maybe some of you do that, but you're not going to have that job very long, I guarantee you. And you're like, hey, Pastor Steve, I don't want that job. anymore. Okay, that's a different story. I'm not talking about that. None of us would neglect all of our responsibilities at work because we know that we would not have a job. We know that our job helps us support our families financially, right, and provide for ourselves. Yet why is it that so many of us are quick to neglect our responsibilities as a member of the body of Christ? See, the practice of church membership among Christians occurs when Christians grasp hold of each other in responsibility and in love. By identifying ourselves with a particular local church, we are telling one another, we are telling the pastors, the leadership, not just that we commit to them, but that we commit to them, in, we commit to gathering, we commit to giving, we commit to prayer, and we commit to serving. We're telling each other to expect certain things from us when we think about responsibility, when, when, we, when we are responsible We're telling each other to expect certain things from us, and not only that, but to hold each other accountable if we don't follow through. And that's one thing that oftentimes we sometimes are afraid to talk about in church, because, right, God is love. And that's true. God is love. But God is also righteous and the ultimate judge. God also gives us commands, that not just as suggestions, but they are commands that he expects us to do. And so as the church, we need to encourage each other. I'm not going to stand over you and look down on you and say, why aren't you doing that? You should be doing that. No, I lovingly want to encourage you to live out God's word to the fullest because I know that that's God's plan for you. And that's what it means to live life to the fullest, is to live life living out his will and living according to his word. That's the greatest life. And so when we are living apart from the local church, and when we are downplaying or disregarding our commitment and responsibility, then we are not experiencing life to the fullest as God created us to live as a member of the local church. You see, yes. Uh, what? Expectations? Accountability? Steve, I don't, I don't want to sign up for that. I got enough of that at my job, at work. Let me tell you, there is, not, there is no more fulfilling work, more important work, more urgent work, more satisfying work than doing the work of God. If you don't believe me, I challenge you to test it. Try doing God's work. And tell me, What it's like. You joining the church is an act of saying, "I am now your responsibility, dear brother and sister. I am now your responsibility. You guys are responsible for a wreck like me, but I am responsible also for you." Isn't that weird to hear? You're responsible for me, and I'm responsible for you. Because in our world today, (laughs) we're supposed to think a lot different, aren't we? This is a radical idea in light of our current culture that promotes what? Promotes self above all things. You do you. You do what's best for you. You do what you want to do. You do it how you want it, your way, right away. (laughs) Who are you to tell someone else anything? Well... God created us. He planned for us. He gives us a blueprint right here in his word. And we are not to conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You see, look at what Jesus commanded his disciples to do in John chapter 13. And I shared this with you already. John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. A new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Now look at verse 35. Verse 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you do what? Yes, thank you for reading that and responding. If you love one another, how can you love one another? How can I love you if I never talk to you or see you? I cannot. How many of you have ever said, I'll be there in spirit? It's not possible. That's just simply saying, I don't want to be there. I can't, I'm not gonna go. So good wishes to you. <laughs> we have to be here. We gotta show up for one another. And it goes outside of Sunday morning. It's day by day. If I don't see you, we need to talk to each other. Some of us say, you know what, you know, our church needs to grow as a community, as a family. How can we get our church to grow closer to one another? Well, the way that we grow closer to one another is by growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ. When we prioritize Jesus, we're going to grow in the likeness of Jesus. And then we will grow to love one another like Jesus loves us. It's not about a list of to-do's. Look at this slide, this next slide, all right, six, verses that talk about what we are to do towards one another to love one another to seek peace and unity within the congregation to avoid all strife to care for one another physically and spiritually to watch over one another and hold one another accountable to work to edify one another And you go to that yeah the next slide to bear with one another to pray for one another to keep away from those who would destroy the church to reject evaluating people by worldly standards reject not eject to contend together for the gospel, to be examples to one another. These are just 12 of the one another uh, commands that Jesus, that God has given to us. And, And if you look and you study the scriptures, there's at least 50 things that God calls us to do towards one another. And when we say one another, we're talking about people within the body of Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. Yet how many of you would be able to recite 12 of the one another's. How many of you know five one another's that God has called us to do? Don't raise your hand. I know all of you know all 50. So, but can you imagine what our church, what this church would be like if we obeyed all 50 of the one another's? What would our church be like if we obeyed just one one another, love one another just like Jesus loves us? Would it be different? Or would it be exactly the same as we are now because we are so loving? Brothers and sisters, we have a responsibility. Third, church membership means affirmation. Here's another question for you. Is it dangerous to be a non-attending and responsibility-shirking member? Is it dangerous to be a non-attending and responsibility-rejecting Shirking. I don't know how many of you use that word. Is it dangerous to be a non attending and responsibility rejecting member of a church? Is it dangerous? Here's the thing to think about. If we are uninvolved in a local body of Christ, we can become guilty of what? What? What am I possibly guilty of? I'm a nice person. And I treat every brother and sister in Christ with respect and love. If we are uninvolved with a local church, we can become guilty of disregarding God's word and we can become confused about what it means to be a Christian and follower of Jesus. Right? And this can apply to all of the things that we've been studying. If I neglect one part of God's word, what does that mean about me? I neglect... All of it. Oh, God, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do that. <laughs> that's for other people. That's for Pastor Steve to do, to love people. Now, you know, I, I prayed the prayer. I put my faith in you. But loving people, that's just not me. No, it is you because you've been made new in Jesus Christ. And if God calls you and commands you to love, he's going to equip you and give you everything you need to love. Not only that, he's called you, and that's your responsibility See, church membership means affirmation. Okay, look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 19. They went out from us. You're talking about believers. They went out, or people that were in the church. They, this group of people, went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. This passage is an example, okay, of, I mean, it's really logical, these guys stopped showing up <laughs> and being a part of our gatherings and a part of our community. He's talking about the church. If they had belonged to us, if they'd been part of us, they would have stayed with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Brother and sister, we need to be careful. Our non commitment, our neglect of responsibility, our lack of membership in a local body of Christ may be an indicator that we have not really confessed Jesus as Lord. I want us to think about that. This is not a matter of convenience and comfort and safety. Anything that I put above God is idolatry. Any command that I neglect, that I omit, that's sin. Does Jesus forgive me? Yes. Has he forgiven me on the cross? Yes. But is my desire to follow him? Or is my have I fallen in love with the idea of, of being in heaven someday? But not really caring about following Jesus as Lord. Church membership is is an affirmation of what we truly believe. See, that passage simply says, if we don't see you or live life with you, there's no way we can tell if you are a part of the body of Christ. There's no way for us to have confidence that you have been saved and changed. How can I know that? But see, as we live together and walk together through this life, we can encourage each other, admonish one another, hold each other accountable, spur each other on. Walk alongside each other, living life together, loving and serving God together is a way for us to affirm one another. And see, a church that practices biblical membership does not require perfection, okay? doesn't require perfection of its members, but what does it require of us? It requires us to be humble and to be honest with one another. I was just talking with my brother last night and he brought up this fact that one of the blessings and one of the responsibilities of us being the church is that we help and hold each other accountable for the very things that God has called and commanded us to do. That if we really love one another, then we will talk about these things with each other. That if you see me, Pastor Steve, living a life of sin, not caring about God's word, that you will love me enough to come up to me and talk with me and say, Pastor Steve, this is what I've noticed and I'm worried because it seems like you are not following Jesus. I pray that if if I start to go down a sinful path that any one of you brothers and sisters would would love me enough to come and talk to me about it and know and feel confident that that is part of your responsibility to me as well as my responsibility to you. It calls us and encourages us to follow Jesus with everything. Do you have to go to church to be saved? Come on. said I should hear, no, 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 no. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. But someone who is saved and changed by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ will commit And be a responsible, active member of a church body. Some of us have treated church like we choose a new shirt at the store. The body of Christ is not a piece of clothing or food to be bought at a restaurant or a store. Jesus died for the church. Jesus said, Don't worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat tomorrow but he tells us all of these things about how we are to function and live as a member of the body of Christ. Last thing, church membership is meaningful. We need each other. Brothers and sisters, I've said that already. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 21. The Apostle Paul writing about uh, and elaborating on this this analogy, this example of, of the church being the body of Christ. Look at verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. All right, you might be saying, whoa, Paul is going a little crazy here. Body parts talking to each other. All right, you get the example, right? How many of your body parts can we just take away today and you'd be perfectly fine? And like, sure, take it. None of them, right? I stub my little pinky toe, and I'm laid out on the floor, okay? I got a little rock in my shoe, and it's like, it's like I'm paralyzed and can barely walk, okay? Every part, every member is important. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Emphasizing the fact that we need one another. I need you. You need me. We are happy. We're a happy family. Wait, that's another show. That's another song. That's not God's word, but actually it is God's word. I do need you and you do need me. We are God's family. Matthew, I want to end with this passage. You know, part of our witness to Jesus uh, is being a part of the church, being a member of the church. And, And you know what? Membership is meaningful because as together as the church we bear witness to Jesus and we also as the church we share the gospel, we proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and we invite all nations to come to Jesus and be saved. Right, if you think about it, the church, Jesus died for the church and do you know what? Who did Jesus give the mission to to go and tell the world about Him. Who did He give that to? Us, the church. Did you know the church, the local church, the church universal, is part of God's evangelism plan? You and I, we are on mission. We have a mission. And, and Matthew chapter five, verse sixteen, say, says this: In the same way. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What does that mean? Let your light shine? I don't have a light. Live your life in obedience to God. And as you live in obedience to God, in worship to God, as you live out God's Word, God's greatness and glory will be put on display for all people to see. Because people will know, Pastor Steve, there is no way you could be like that. There's no way you could love like that. There's no way you could be patient like that. There's no way you could have peace like that. Because I know who you are, Steve. You're messed up. And that gives me the opportunity to say, you're right. But it's only because Jesus saved me and changed me that I can do anything good. And if you see anything good in me, I want you to know it's because of what Jesus has done. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Church membership matters. And that's why I'm so thankful for our two sisters that are being baptized today. Two young sisters in Christ, Elizabeth and Olivia, that have committed their lives to following Jesus and are following Jesus in water baptism, who are now officially a part of the local body here at Northwest. And I pray that you, my dear brothers, would help them to continue to grow, to be more like Jesus, that you would fulfill your responsibility to them and that they would grow to fulfill their responsibility to you as a family, as God has created us to. Why? For what purpose? To the glory of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, thank you. Thank you, God, for creating us and having a plan for us. Thank you, God, for creating the church and designing us, designing the church, and and for the blessing of, of, of the body of Christ. And I pray, God, that each one of us would grow, God, to... Live in obedience to your word, God, to to find a, a local body that teaches the word, that lives out the word, and doesn't distort it or teach false lies. God, I pray that people would join Northwest, and I pray if they don't join Northwest and commit... and and fulfill responsibilities and and thrive and grow as a part of Northwest. I pray that they would find a Bible-teaching-and-believing church and grow and thrive and fulfill their God-given purpose there as a part of that local body. But God, I ask that it would be here that we'd be able to serve together and, and walk alongside each other to your glory, for your kingdom. Thank you, God, for saving someone like me and adopting me into your family. Thank you, God, for the body of believers here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. God, help us to be faithful. Help us, God, to reach out and proclaim the gospel and make disciples that your greatness, your glory would be put on full display, that people would be drawn to you and you alone. Thank you, God. I pray this in Jesus' name. I want to invite you to stand, dear brother and sister. This is a time for us to respond to God. If God is leading you to take a next step, maybe it's for you to put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. If you want to do that or if you've done that as we've been studying God's Word today, I pray that you come and share that with me so that I can pray with you and encourage you. But maybe God is leading you to to take a step of obedience today. Maybe God is calling you to be baptized and to join the church something that you've been putting out forever for, all, for this reason and that reason. If God is leading you today to make a choice and to choose, uh, take that next step of obedience to Him, I pray that you'd come as we sing, that you'd share it with me so that I can encourage you and pray for you. Well, let's sing this song. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcast. To listen to other sermons and watch our live gatherings, visit us online at nwcbc.org. We look forward to see the difference God will make in your life. Thank you for listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast.